Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I am Mark Titus. Joining me, as always, is the ever hopeful Charlotte Wilder, aka Lottie, aka <laughs> Bunder. Is it Bunder? Was that the nickname? <laughs> sure was. Wow, great memory. Yeah, no, that's uh, my my mom's nickname for me. AKA sufferer of a migraine, I believe is what happened last week. So Charlotte, the people need to know this is the people sports podcast. It does not belong to you or I, it is theirs. And they demand answers. Why was there no show last week? All right. So here's what happened. Um, I, about 10 minutes before we were supposed to hop on and record this, got, I, I, when I was in high school, I would get these migraines where I would, and it would always start with me not being able to see out of my right eye. And I would always look at my hand and if I could see my hand, then everything was okay. But if I couldn't, then I was like, <laughs> oh no, we are just in for it. And 10 minutes before I couldn't see anything. And I was like, I'm going to power through, I'm going to do it. But I could like barely text you guys. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be a good show if i can't see you know like it is wasn't that what a migraine is i i honest to god i've never had a migraine in my life i just thought yeah. it was like a really bad head i guess that counts as a really bad well, headache, so but like starts, you can't see your hand it starts where i can't see anything like it's just this sort of like this fuzzy like white blinding light and then it goes into this like feels like someone's put my head in a vice and I just have to lie in a dark room and I can't do anything. And I was like, but it was one of those things that like happened to me in high school. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm just like a, a messed up teenager. And then I grew up and now apparently I think it has to do with well, stress. I think I was stressed last I mean, week. Yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel about I was going to say, uh, I feel like half the country, their brain turned to mush <laughs> last week. So I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's that unusual, uh, but you're better now. We're here. Yes. We're ready to do a show. Um, I, I had one idea for, uh, a show, but we got, we got vetoed by, by our bosses, by the suits, by the Fox suits. So I wanted to do this with you. I saw this headline, uh, last week. I wanted uh-huh. to do it last week, but then, uh, I, I want to pitch it to you this week. Okay. Uh, the headline reads this AI camera mistakes, referees, bald head for ball follows it throughout <laughs> the match. <laughs> That was the story. Wait, that's unreal. Where where did that happen? Uh, probably Europe. I mean, it's it's <laughs> soccer. It's got to be Europe, right? So yeah. it just like it was just the bald head the whole time. Well, I didn't read the story because this is 2020 <laughs> and it's the internet, and like you, you got to be out of your mind. You think I'm wasting my time clicking on the the thing and actually reading the story. So I read the headline, <laughs> and from what I could gather, my guess is that there's probably something going on with coronavirus where they got like a skeleton crew for the for the broadcast or something. Oh yeah. And so they were like, "What if we did?" what if we create this technology where like the robots can do the camera and then the robot picked up the bald head and said, that's the ball. We should follow it the entire match. So see, anyway. I am, I'm so profoundly anti-robot. I can't even tell you. I think that they're coming for us. Be careful. I think, I think the, the, they hear you. They hear you saying this, Charlotte. Well, okay, fine. Then listen to this robot. I, we have programmed, we have built our own demise. Like one day they're mm-hmm. going to come for us. Humans are already doing a pretty good job destroying ourselves. But one day the bots are going to wake up and be like, you know what? I'm sick of listening to what you want. I mean, you've seen the videos of those like mm-hmm. robots. I've seen the matrix jumping. I've seen the matrix where the, where the, the robots, we, exist we are is it, i feel like elon musk has that theory that like our whole purpose for existence is to usher in the real intelligence which the what this is this is oh dear god rails. we we got it that's pretty much what the matrix football? was right it's like about, <laughs> i never saw the matrix oh my god yeah i don't know if you should the, the matrix was like fun back in the day but then we're getting closer and closer to like it feeling like a reality so maybe don't watch it I, i'm totally watch. fine dying yeah, you don't without need to watch ever it. watching yeah you don't need to watch it uh 
as I said, we were we are going to talk football. Uh, we work for Fox Sports. Fox is football, as we know. Our, sure the, is. The, the powers that be at our company said uh, it is. We we are at the halfway point. We are past the halfway point, actually, of the regular season in the NFL. Uh, now would be a good time for some midseason awards. Mm-hmm. You guys should pass out some midseason awards. And I said to myself, yes. If you if you are going to continue to sign my checks, I will do whatever you say, bosses. So I think uh, it's a great idea, Mark. I think that yeah. I think that we're gonna. I mean, I have a lot of fun ones. I'm excited to give out. I don't know about you. Yeah, I I, I made a I made a nice list that um I feel good about. I feel really good about it. So we're, what we're going to do today is yeah, mid season. We're, we're it's still mid season, right? Like mid season doesn't have to be exactly halfway point. It's like well, mid season is a except I screwed everything up. So I'm, I apologize to everyone for that, but we're just going to pretend that week nine is, I mean, it could be if they add another no, week. I feel like, I feel like mid season is just like a floating idea. Like if it's more of a mindset, it's like, if, if, if you're not excited about football being back, if the excitement of football being back has worn off, but you're not yet talking about the playoff picture, well, then we're in mid season. And I feel like that's yeah, where we're beautiful. at. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's like, you know, middle age is from like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> last, like, the Middle Ages last like 600 years. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like um, it's whatever you want it to be. All right, so midseason awards. Uh, I will let you go first. I think uh, we are going to start with our pick for Offensive Player of the Year. Yes, we sure are. And my offensive, you know, this is kind of a tough one because uh, there are a lot of really good offensive players this year. Mm. However, I'm going to give it to Dalvin Cook of the Vikings because Mm. I think that he is the only reason the Vikings are starting to somewhat come back to life. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I did the math a few weeks ago. Kirk Cousins was making $1.5 million per interception. Like It got (laughs) to the point where that's how we had to determine his salary because he was throwing so many. And Dalvin Cook, um, against the Packers, he had four touchdowns and he did a Lambo leap and he's had seven straight games with a rushing touchdown, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. And, um, you know, I just think that this, this guy needs, needs some recognition. So that's, Man, it that's would my suck pick. to be, an, it would suck to be an athlete and to have people like you, uh, break down your salary based on all the, the worst parts of what you, you know, like, like what, know. what if someone said that about you, Charlotte? What if they're like, like made, she's paid per mistake per mistake? I'd, yeah. I'd be like, she yeah, makes, no, that's how I think of it. $20,000 per migraine. <laughs> God damn it. Mark, don't say that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get fired in a pay cut. Jesus. What a, what a way to, what a way to like contextualize a guy's uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dalvin cook's been unbelievable, especially recently. Um, and, and Kirk cousin, I think, I think we talked about this when we were, when we did the uh, preseason thing where we were doing, what are the things the fan bases are going to be most upset about? I said for the Vikings, it's going to be that Kirk cousins is paid astronomically. Yes. Like it, yeah. You and, called it. You yeah, totally called that, it. And like, yeah. It's it's the kind of thing where if it were first of all, I did realize a little while ago that my job is just to kind of be an asshole about football. Like I just make fun of everything and all the people and every fan. And then I'm like, do people want this? So I, I mean, I hope so. I think if, if we can't laugh at ourselves, what can we do, Mark? But I do think it's also funnier because it's Kirk Cousins. And, you know, he listens to Creed in the locker room. Like if you can't roast a guy who gets jazzed listening to Creed, who can we roast? When he when he looked into the camera and said, you like that, was that what? Where have we arrived on that? Like, was that funny? Was it weird? Was it both? Was it like, are you on? I don't know. When you see that, do you think Kirk Cousins is a weirdo or is it like we're all laughing together? He's in on it. Like, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 don't, the, I don't know what the verdict was on that. When he looks at the camera, because you like that. 
every time I, I watch think- it, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's likable. That's a likable thing that he did there. I don't think he was in on it. First of all, I think he was trying to be like, you know, a tough guy, like, oh yeah, yeah you know, uh, and everyone was sort of like, all right, well, that's a, it's a bizarre thing to say. So I think it was weird and it was funny because of how off the market was because of yeah. how he was trying to do something and just like, it was like you're trying to throw a touchdown and throw an interception. He was trying he was, to say something cool try- and he said something lame. He should have said, smell it before you eat it. I think that's, that would have been really cool. So that's clearly <laughs> ever hopeful. Kirk Cousins. Uh, ever hopeful. Like, I'm, I'm Kirk Cousins. I'm ever hopeful. Uh, all right. My pick for offensive player of the year. Uh, I don't really want to pick this, but I'm scared of the media and uh, I'm scared of our brethren attacking me. So I'm going to pick Russell Wilson Mm. and I really like don't want that to be my pick. I just want to, I would, it's not that I want to talk about how good Russell Wilson is. I want to talk about what the hell is happening this year in football media with Russell Wilson, where yes, please go off. Yes. I'm very confused how this happened. Like Russell Wilson, don't get me wrong. Great player is playing very well. He's had like, Three or four. I don't. I just made that number up, but uh, it, it feels like he's had some boneheaded interceptions lately. I think it I, has been three or four. Yeah, it feels like like that's across weird. the past few uh, games. But he still seems to be the MVP front runner. Uh, he's like people are talking about him like he's otherworldly. And and listen again, I think he's playing good football, but like. Russell Wilson to me has been the same player his entire career. Like he's always been like really, really good. Right. I don't understand what happened this year, Charlotte, like the whole let Russ cook thing. That's, that seems to be like, that's all anyone talks about it. Like we are obligated. Actually. I, I see our producers yelling at us. Like, make sure you say the phrase, let Russ cook. You guys are media <laughs> and you're talking about Russell Wilson. You have to say that like by law, I think we're supposed to. Yeah. Um, it's I, don't, I don't understand what happened. Did, did I miss something? Was it like a memo? Am I not on the email that got sent out? That was like, Hey, make sure you say let Russ cook and talk about him a bunch of so here's here's what i think is going on first of all i felt that i had to pick russell wilson and then i didn't because i was like i really don't want to and i appreciate that you did so that we can have this conversation because i think what happened it feels to me yes russell wilson has been having an unbelievable season i don't know that he's in the mvp hunt anymore after the boneheaded moves he's made Mm. because there have been a few of them but i think it's sort of like a makeup call you know i think it's refs being like oh man we've we we slept on it's the media being like we slept Slept on this guy. He hasn't gotten a single MVP vote, which is a little nuts. But I also feel like there's always a boneheaded thing he does a few times a season where it's like, well, is he really the greatest? So maybe yeah. now it's like cumulatively, he needs to be the MVP this year because he is proving that he's one of the greatest over time. Oh, so it's just he's next man up in terms of like, like uh, kind of a lot of the other quarterbacks have already won their MVP or got their accolades. And now it's time to turn to Russ. And yeah, it's like we, we do need to appreciate him. But, I, you know, I, I'll say this, too. Uh, in, in the words of Tate Frazier, Seattle <laughs> is the Boston of the West Coast. And I feel oh like God. I feel like that might play into it. Like, wow, it does feel like there's a lot of NFL media that are like from Seattle or like Seattle or like, you know, Totally. No, I'm of, with you. But they don't wear it on their sleeves as much as the Boston P- you Boston people do. But uh, I don't know. I wonder if that's – I don't know. I, it just it just seems so weird because I'm not like – I'm not like really into football to the point that like I live and breathe it every day. Like so I just kind of exist on the periphery and like 
I watched Russell Wilson every year and he's been like, I don't know. I don't notice anything different that he's doing this year that, but maybe I'm a moron. Maybe that's on me, but like, I don't I think understand. His stats have been pretty remarkable or were at least until the, the past two weeks to the point where people are like, okay, we got to recognize this guy. I do. I do think though, the <laughs> Seattle is the Boston of the West coast makes yeah. me feel great. Cause it takes a little bit of heat off of Boston. Cause everyone's always like, Oh, we don't need more Boston people in sports media. And I'm like, well, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about Seattle. <laughs> let's instead. talk about Seattle. That's what's going on. All right. So that's my pick. Russell Wilson, right. offensive player. Of the year. I, I picked him and then I just undermined the pick with every okay. single word that came out of my mouth. But well, that's, it wouldn't be the show if you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, defensive player of the year. I have Steven Guskowski. Uh, <laughs> this is a mean one a little bit. And I feel bad because I think Steven's probably a very nice guy and he's been very good in the past. And I once called him your favorite kicker's favorite kicker. However, <laughs> Steven Goskowski has missed a lot of kicks this season. He missed the game tying field goal against the Steelers. Remember that game where he missed like 30 kicks in a row and then finally kind of saved it. He's a 61% completion uh, kicker. What do you call that? Kicking. He's, he's kicked uh, well, 61% uh, of the time. Made, what do you call yeah, that? God damn, you put me on the spot. Yeah, what do you, what do you, I that? put myself on the spot. I needed he you makes, to also, I, I've look only like ever an heard idiot. it as like a 60, he makes 61% of his kicks. Like, there you go. He makes 61% yeah, yeah, yeah. of his kicks. Right. And I don't want to say that he's, I never want to say like one guy is the reason that a team loses, but Steven Goskowski has certainly helped other teams win more than he's helped his own team win, which is why I think he's defensive player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> he plays defense against his own team. Yeah, by, essentially. He's a mole sent by every other team. Uh, is that too mean you could spin it this way uh so he by missing kicks so football is a game of field position charlotte we know this uh you you gotta win the field position and inches you gotta win the field possession battle when goskowski (laughs) misses close kicks Mm -hmm. the other team takes the ball over and deep in their own territory where like maybe him missing is actually good. Maybe it's like he's just playing the field okay. position game where he's like, if I miss this, <laughs> they have to get the ball. Whereas like maybe if we if I score, then we kick off and they can get a long return. And then that's some real galaxy hmm. brain stuff you got going on there. <laughs> but my have galaxy brain stuff going on too. We just like exploded our brains on this one. I don't. I do feel mean, but I also you know you got to throw a curveball every once in a while. Yeah, this is professional sports. You, this yeah, is no I, one gets you, a participation yeah, trophy in I'm, the NFL. Have you broken down how many millions he makes per missed kick? Have you- <laughs> no, because no, now I feel like an absolute dick. Uh, all right. My defensive player of the year is because I am a serious sports journalist. This is not yeah. a game to me. This is These are people's livelihoods. Uh, yeah. all right. So okay. I am picking Aaron Donald of my beloved hometown, Los Angeles Rams. And I'm picking it just for the uh, – just for the sheer fact that I've watched him play a lot this year, because I don't, I don't have the NFL package. What do you, what do you call it, the Sunday ticket, where you watch the, uh, I don't, where you watch all the 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 games. The whole kit and caboodle, I think, yeah, is the that, technical that's, term. That is that is what it's called, the NFL yeah. whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Uh, so I just basically every Sunday I just turn the TV on and I get I eat whatever is fed to me, and it is Los Angeles football. So I watch a lot of Rams games, Rams and Chargers, basically. And I'm just picking Aaron Donald. Like, I'm sure the stats back it up, but like the guy does something once a game that just like blows my mind. And and it looks, he looks like a grown man playing against junior high kids. And yes, uh, that's really it. It's just like, I I, I just want to pick the one play every game that Aaron Donald plays in and condense it down and say, 
this is insane. And that's why I'm picking him because of like nine plays of the season. <laughs> well, listen, Mark, listen, Mark, the reason that I chose Steven Guskowski is so that you could choose Aaron Donald and we mm. wouldn't both have the same player. Cause okay. when you ask me about like, when you say defensive player of the year, the only thing I think of is Aaron Donald. Cause he's like a buff refrigerator who can just <laughs> pick, like he picked up two grown men at once. Yeah. That's insane. So yeah, I'm, I think that that's the real good pick. I, he, it seems like he, 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 he's so good at his job that he makes it seem like it would be fun to like, <laughs> like, like you watch a play and you're like, dude, that'd be so cool to just like the ball is snapped and you just push guys and then get to tackle the quarterback. And like, I don't know. He, he, he's so good. It makes it seem like he has no skill. It makes it seem like he's just like a super strong sumo wrestler. Um, but he's not. Cause like everybody in the NFL is super strong. He's also fast as hell. He's got great technique, all that. I, I can't break. He's it down just someone you, where but. I don't understand how he physically exists. And yeah. you're right. He does make it look easy. It, it, it's sort of a similar thought. I, I thought this when um, Christian McCaffrey was playing, when he was back off his hurt ankle for the Panthers and he just sort of waltzed into the mm-hmm. end zone. And I was like, Oh, I could totally do that. Why don't I, I like, do oh that? My, why oh my God. Like, if, I would last, uh, why, I would get crushed in like point, Two seconds. Give me like a two years, two steroid cycles. Let me lift <laughs> weights, and I could be Aaron Donald. Like I, let's, he makes it look so easy. I, I could do that. for sure, man. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get. Can we? Let's do that. Let's do some Gonzo journalism and see mm-hmm. if we can turn Mark Titus into Aaron Donald. Uh, by the way, speaking of speaking of that, uh, you remember the documentary Icarus? Yeah. Uh, the one on Netflix. The with, doping, the doping yeah, yeah. cycling thing. So it turned out that like he, he, it exposes the, the doping and cycling and the Russia, all, all the doping going on. Uh, people forget that documentary initially set out to basically do that where the guy was like, I'm going to do steroids and just see what happens. And I'm going to document Christ. it. And I feel like such a male idea. That, that was the original intent. Like halfway through the doc, like the documentary is like, I want to be good at cycling. So I'm going to do steroids and watch what happens next. And then he starts like talking to people and then he undercover, he uh, uncovers this whole thing. And I just want to say, I want to see the documentary that it, it set out to be, which is like, we never got the resolution on like <laughs> do steroids, but like what happens? Right. When you Can do we steroids, get a you know? follow up on yeah. like how your heart, cool. is right, your cool. heart okay? You expose Russia, et cetera, et cetera. Who cares? Go back to. <laughs> right. Cool journalism, bro. How, how, how much can you bench? <laughs> Stop it, Mark. That's disgusting. <laughs> this is a family podcast. All right. We're doing coach of the year. Coach of the year. I'm giving this to Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Cause I don't really see how you can give it to anyone else. No offense to whatever your pick is, Mark, but he's gotten his team to keep it together. They're undefeated which is insane. Like it's, it's very hard not to lose a game in the mm. professional football association, otherwise known as the PFA that we watch every week. No, uh, it's really hard in the NFL to not lose a game. And uh, Mike Tomlin is 14th season as Steelers head coach, and they have never finished a season under 500 with him running the ship. Wow. Steering the ship, helming the boat. Hel- and he's only won it once. He only won coach of the year once in 2008. And so I think not to do a Russell Wilson situation, but I think it's time that we recognize Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tomlin has to be, especially when you consider that uh, I feel like a lot of people believe that the Steelers aren't that good. That's, yeah. I, I'm like, I do dude, like this. They haven't, they haven't lost a game. Lost. How can they be bad? Well, this is something that happens in college basketball all the time is whatever team is the last undefeated team 
the the people the people are just waiting for them to lose so they can drop them down like this happened to san diego state last you don't care but i'm just talking uh happened to san diego state last year they were undefeated forever then they lose a game and like they go from like rank like third i forget how far they drop but like it was so people were so quick to just be like good get them out of my face i don't ever have to think about them again i feel like that's gonna happen with the steelers the moment they are no longer undefeated everyone's gonna be like the steelers are actually the sixth best team in the afc well you know you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of high school when like the the kid who got all the straight A's and the best grades, I'd be like, she's not that smart. I'd be like, actually, she's just like really good at taking tests. Like I'm actually a lot smarter (laughs) and it's like my C plus average in math. And everyone's like, really? Are we sure? Like, no, she is that smart. The Steelers are that good. Yeah. So everyone is just kind of reluctantly being like, I guess, like you talk about the AFC contenders. It's like, obviously the chiefs, obviously, I guess the Ravens, I guess, I don't know. Uh, Maybe the Titans, even though they've kind of not as good as they were, but yeah, we've got to throw them in there. Uh, and I guess the Steelers technically, because they're you're like what? Right, they're it's undefeated. like the Steelers what? haven't lost a game. What are we talking about? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, my pick is the exact opposite logic as yours. Uh, I went this. with Adam Gase of the New York Jets. <laughs> the Jets are zero and nine. God damn it! I'm so jealous. That's such a good pick. And the reason Adam Gase is coach of the year is because all of these co- the, the the misconception is this: is that going into the NFL season, every coach is trying to win the Super Bowl. That is not the case. Every, every coach has his own goal for the season. He, he has gotten instructions from up top for different goals for the season. Some coaches are trying to win the Super Bowl. Adam Gase is not. He is trying to win Trevor Lawrence, and he is doing it beautifully. Now, unfortunately, he's probably not going to be around to enjoy Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Lord willing, fingers crossed, he will not be the Jets head coach when Trevor Lawrence gets drafted number one. But of all the coaches' objectives this year, nobody is delivering on their objective like Adam Gase is. So he is my pick for coach of the year. That's a fantastic pick, Mark. The, the one thing that I will you – didn't, you didn't say that he was doing this on purpose I, because I think my theory is that Adam Gase actually is trying to win the Super Bowl. He's just <laughs> such a bad coach. <laughs> I almost made you spill your water. I love that. Uh, He's just such a bad coach that like management was like, look, 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 we're going to put this guy in. It's like, have you watched Ted Lasso? Have you started that yet? yet. I've heard I have to. This isn't giving anything away, but the one part of the premise of the show is that the owner of the team brings in this guy who's very positive and really wants to win because she knows that he'll lose. And I feel like Mm. Adam Mm. Gase might not be very positive, but I think, you know, Jets ownership is like, listen, let's get this guy and be like, you're doing a great job, Adam. And then he's just going to organically tank for us. We won't even have to tell him to. I, w- one of my favorite things about the NFL and NFL media is how aggressive they are towards coaches that suck. And there is, there is no sugarcoating whatsoever. Like if you, if you didn't know better, you would think Adam Gase was just like, like belongs in prison. <laughs> we'll talk about him. Like every time the jets are on TV, especially the other night, they played the Patriots on Monday night football. And I mean, you're scrolling through Twitter. You, it, it's like, is this guy a bad, like, I don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Like, you, right, like, like how many men has Adam Gase killed? Yeah. <laughs> is he just like, the, yeah. Has anyone like filed charges? Like, are I, we sure this is, it is yeah, unbelievable. Totally. They, they, they pulled no punches talking about how bad this guy is. And uh, I, I have this other thought on Adam Gase too. Like, I think, I don't think his face helps him. I think he's got like the mm. big bug eye. Like he, he looks, you cut to him on the sideline. He can't help it, but he looks like a guy who is in over his head. He just has the look on his face. Like, 
I, I, I woke up and I was here on the sideline as the head coach of the Jets, and I don't know how I got here. And I don't right. know. What He's like, do. I'm as upset about so, this as yeah, you guys yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, but you are getting paid a lot to be yeah. there, my dude. Yeah. And, so. And, yeah, he wakes up every Monday morning and looks at his phone, and he has no missed calls saying you're fired. He's like, "What? Are you, I gotta go in." You know again? what's also kind of nuts about the NFL is that, like, I've never seen people root for people to lose their jobs more. People are like, yeah, "Fire yeah. the coach!" And, yeah. and in most circumstances, I'm like, "Okay, well, what if we take a step back here?" I'm not necessarily sure that that's the answer. In this case, that is 100 percent the answer. And the but fact is that it, it hasn't because, happened has no, showed what the objective listen, is. The yes, because the, I was going to say, exactly. is it the answer? Because the Jaguars are knocking on the door of getting that <laughs> Trevor Lawrence pick. And although I got to say, as an Ohio State guy, Justin Fields is going to be very, very good. So whoever gets the second pick, you're going to be right. all right. You're it's gonna fine. Be fine. It's you're not be fine. being right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, you might miss out on some hair commercials if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, but like true. we have enough, <laughs> we have enough Baker commercials, which trust me, we'll get to. Um, okay. Rookie of the year. Obviously mm-hmm. anyone who knows me knows that I'm going to choose Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, my large mm-hmm. adult son has been playing so well. And after the Bengals last game, they had a bye last week, but before that he was third in passing yards in the entire league, which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive for a rookie. He's a 67% completion rate. And, uh, he just has it, you know, like this guy plays, he can scramble it. Listen, he doesn't really have an offensive line and against the Titans, four of the offensive linemen that they usually have were out and Joe still managed to sort of scramble and avoid getting sacked a few times. So he can move, he can throw. He also just gave this amazing interview where he said that he's very scared of horror movies. So he only watched SpongeBob as a kid and he's younger than I am. So I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if SpongeBob was around when I was a kid to watch, but mm-hmm. had it been, I would have. So um, that's my work of the year pick. <laughs> he's scared of horror. I, I, I saw that. He said he's, he said he didn't watch Harry Potter, which like, I don't. That I, part, I, I was like, tell him. you're a little bit of a baby. It's not, I mean, yeah, I got so a little much scared, to tell him but... that's not Harry, like, what Harry Potter is. I think he's, in defense, uh, in Joe Burrow's defense, not to just defend him because I, you know, he's my favorite. Um, I did think that <laughs> this is really embarrassing. When I was reading the fourth Harry Potter book, there's at one point a Death Eater symbol hangs over people's houses. I was convinced that I would come home one night and it would be <laughs> above my house. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't have watched Harry or read Harry Potter. So there it is. That's my counselor confession. I love the idea of Harry. Of what, what if Joe Burrow just has the Saw franchise and Harry Potter and stuff? <laughs> like he just completely. It's like, oh, Harry Potter's about like wizards, huh? He's like, oh, I thought that I was one with Chucky. I thought it was the clown face. <laughs> the, 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 oh, well, I, yeah, I should watch Harry Potter then. My bad. <laughs> That's a great point. We got to see if he knows uh, what he's talking about. My rookie of the year pick. Also Joe Burrow. Yes. Uh, I just wanted overlap. to say, I, I had this thought, uh, has there ever been a more likable guy who has just been uber successful? Like, like Joe Burrow checks all the boxes for a guy that people would kind of be sick of at this point, mm-hmm. but, the, but we're not. Cause he's awesome. And that's a testament to how good he is. Not just on the field, but just like, as, as you said, doing interviews where he's talking about being scared of Harry Potter. He's totally. just so likable. But like, if, if you really think about it, uh, a quarterback that goes 15 and 0 at LSU wins the national championship is kind of cocky about it, but like, like he's smoking cigars and talking all that shit after it. Like, like that was his whole persona, you know? And then he gets drafted number one. He's, he's, he's got a little bit of swagger, but it's like, he, he's figured it out. He's like dialed up the swagger to where you're like rooting for him, but it's not, he's not overdue. He's not Baker Mayfield where it's like, come on, buddy. Like, 
let's exactly first you know i totally Um, agree and he can be he's he knows how to be self-deprecating enough like after they finally won a game he tweeted winning is fun and i was like you know what i respect that yeah like so he's so likable and uh it that's just interesting to me because most people in his position there would be a contingent of haters. There would be people that are like, you know, as, as you start to win, you start to build haters. You won the national title. You Tell win me about one. it, Mark. The, yes. the bigger I get, the more I get yes. hate. People hate me that, you know, they want to tear me down. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, I'm not important enough. To, so that. that to me is almost the most impressive. And we were talking uh, about this idea of you and I being Aaron Donald or, or <laughs> the idea of Adam Gase just suddenly showing up on the sideline. I feel like Joe Burrow is fully in tune of, of his progression, his career progression. Like he's, he doesn't think he's lucky to be here per se, but like he, he has full grasp on like the idea that he was like a third string quarterback at Ohio state Mm -hmm. and transfers to Ellis. And then he eventually became second string and then he transfers to LSU and just kind of how improbable this whole thing is that he overnight basically became as good as he is. Um, and, and he appreciates it. And he's like, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. He's not, a, yeah. that, that's what I mean. He's got the right amount of swagger. He's got the confidence in himself, but he doesn't go overboard where he's like, you know, kiss my ass. All, all of you, I'm better than all of you, whatever. He's like, he's yeah. also making the best of it in Cincinnati, which is not necessarily where you want to be as a really great player. He hasn't, yeah. you know, privately, maybe he said, I don't want to be there. I don't know, but maybe, but publicly he's really like, you know what, we're going to do this. And if he can turn it around, that Charlotte, would be amazing. I need you to rule on this as an unbiased, although I wouldn't say you're unbiased. Cause I feel like you're, I have opinions about everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's a big debate amongst basically Ohio state people and non-Ohio state people, Mm -hmm. Uh, Ohio state people want to claim Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow graduated from Ohio state. When he transferred to LSU, he did so with a degree in hand. He grew up in Ohio. He is a Buckeye his whole life. He, he has a degree from Ohio state. Uh, So the argument from Ohio state people is that he is a Buckeye. He will always be a Buckeye. He, he didn't start because we didn't like him. He didn't start because, uh, there's, there can only be one quarterback on the field. And Dwayne Haskins was pretty good. So, like, I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, in Ohio State's people's mind, he went to LSU for, like, that. W- he graduated from Ohio State, and that started his professional career almost. He, mm. he did, like, a gap year before his professional career. <laughs> he now, went to Europe. Rest, <laughs> the rest of college football people are like, get the hell out of here with that. Like, he, he's an LSU guy. You, he transferred. You guys didn't start him. Where, 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 what, what do you say? Can I we, mean, I say he's an LSU. He's an LSU guy. He, well, sure, he got, but is he also a Buckeye? I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, he's not not a Buckeye. But if you if gunned my head, you're like, who belong, Who does Joe Burrow belong to, LSU or Ohio cool. State? Yeah. I'm saying LSU. I'm also like, why do you have a gun to my head? This isn't a big deal. It's just football. But Okay, so if you see a guy on Twitter that's like, I, I will always cheer for Joe Burrow because I cheer for Buckeyes. And if that guy is me... <laughs> <laughs> What is your response? Oh, are, you, are, are you rolling your eyes saying like, oh my God. No, really I'm like, you know what? Give give the people of Ohio right, anything right. they can get. I'm like, you just, <laughs> yeah, I'm a coastal elite. I'm like the Midwest right. yeah, needs yeah. something. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, MVP. MVP. My MVP is the Cowboys 15th string quarterback, Ben DiNucci. No, I'm kidding. It's not. Um, my MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Mm, he has mm. been absolutely incredible. He has 372 passing yards and four touchdowns in the last game he played. And 
He is the fastest player to reach 100 career touchdowns. No one else is. He's got their first. It, it's like, it, how many, how long did it take you to get to 100 passing touchdowns? I'm and still everyone's not there. like, right, exactly. <laughs> Mahomes is like, I did it better than anybody yeah. else did it. He has 25 passing touchdowns and only one interception this year. Mm. I just don't think. That's, I feel that's like five hundred million kinda... dollars per interception. <laughs> coincidentally, <laughs> God damn, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna live that down. Um, I just, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, whatever. Like the last quarterback to be this good was Tom Brady in his 2007 MVP season, and I just yeah. think Mahomes is on track. If he keeps this up. He's going to be hands down the MVP of the year. I think they, the Chiefs got some of the, the kinks in the system out in the in the earlier games, and now they're cruising. So, I mean, you know, I just said the Steelers are great, but I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. So, um, also, that's it. That's it. No, that's good. That's a good pick. Matt Patrick Mahal, uh, the, uh, the, the Chiefs are definitely – one of the most fun football teams. I, I, I can't remember how much fun I felt. I, I can't remember an, an NFL team in recent memory. I, I guess you'd have to go back to the Brady. Oh, 07 was the year they went undefeated. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think it would probably be then when I, when like you, you're, you turn on the TV and if they're on TV, you have to watch the game because yeah. you're just, yeah. That's Patrick how, that's Mahomes, how I, like, I don't think physics apply to Patrick Mahomes. He's like, yeah. you know, the ball shouldn't be able to move through space and time the way he makes it move through space and time, which, I mean, we should really get him. We should get him to that, you know, particle thing in CERN in uh, Switzerland yeah. where they collide atoms. Maybe he could, <laughs> maybe he could like solve uh, the theory of, I don't know, some the, science shit. The theory of some science the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that theory well. We studied that at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I bet you did. <laughs> Oh yeah. If the chiefs were like playing the jets and I know they already did this year and, and say the Ravens and Steelers are playing, I'm trying to think of like a, a good, two good teams and they're playing at the same time and they're on opposite channels and it's like mm-hmm. the fourth quarter and the Ravens and Steelers are in a tight game and, and you got to turn it on. Cause like, this is the AFC North we're talking about. And they yeah, hate right. each other. I'm probably still watching the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm probably still like watching the chiefs up by 40. I'm like, I want to see if they can win by 60. Cause I, I, I still watch Patrick Mahomes throw the ball around. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed watching chiefs jets. Like that yeah. was fun. Mahomes was yeah. just like out there, like, pew, 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 you know, doing his little, <laughs> doing his thing. And I was like, I'm here for it. So we have to, we have to get that video. We have to, I need, I need that video. Charlie go Mahomes is out there going pew, pew, pew. Listen, I need that so badly. Anytime, anytime. I'm just so, on command. So when, the Chiefs, when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, we go live to Charlotte Wilder for her thoughts on what just what we just saw. And it's Mahomes <laughs> is out there. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, all right, my MVP pick. Time to lock mm-hmm. in. Time to get serious. Uh, my MVP pick. Uh, MVP pick. <laughs> is our Fox Sports colleague, Joe Buck. Oh, uh, wow. Am I pandering? I don't know. Shout out, me, Joe. Charlotte. Joe, come on the People Sports Podcast. Come on the People Sports Podcast, Joe. This man for – you want to talk about stats. This is going to blow your mind. This is a strange okay. but true stat. Okay. Joe Buck has called 47% of all NFL games this season. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Wait. <laughs> damn it, Mark. Oh, shit. But it's believable, isn't it? He was yes. doing – he does, like, Thursday night games. He does Sunday night games. He's done a Monday night game when a game got bumped to Monday night because of COVID stuff. He was doing the World Series. All this. I feel like Joe Buck is – like, and it's sort of becoming obvious, but in a lovable way. Like, there was a run there when he was doing the World Series and NFL games uh, where he would just – 
slowly lose his mind or like <laughs> where he's just calling games and he's just like i have no idea where i'm at or what life even is at this point uh, right it's like it's, it's fourth down and grand slam sorry uh yeah, yeah, so- <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh so i don't know i i i to me that is that is, that stood out to me is like that he's the most valuable in the first half of the season now i think he's gonna lose some steam because there is no more baseball and mm-hmm. i think he's gonna like fall into like a more of a routine i think uh with the masters coming up this weekend uh, Joe Buck's season is transitioning into Jim Nance season. Unfortunately. Oh, damn. You're right. You know, that, can we do, can no, we, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if Joe's going to see this thing through the finish line, but as, as far as mid season MVP, Joe Buck is for me. Joe's got, Joe's earned it. Joe's got it in yeah. the bag right now. Um, yeah. I will say though, my honorable mention pick, I don't know if you saw this. My honorable mention was my brother. I picked him <laughs> as honorable mention because it sounds uh, I like saw nepotism. This, I saw this vote on NFL.com on, mm-hmm. on Tuesday, yesterday. Uh, the 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 analysts for NFL.com had to vote on their midseason MVP. Uh, Fourteen people voted for Russell Wilson. Thirteen people voted for Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr got one vote. <laughs> and that one vote was from David Carr, his brother. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to do the same thing to say my brother is is also. He gave you the one yeah. vote. Oh my god! Well, you got to ask him. Who knows? He might give it to me. Yeah, yeah you, go. you gotta be careful you gotta be careful there um that's great we're gonna now do the really the really important mm-hmm. awards um the one first one i want to give out is um funniest play okay um because there have been some really good ones you know it's the falcons not touching the ball against the cowboys when the cowboys tried an mm-hmm. onside kick and the falcons were just like staring at it and the F- cowboys recovered uh there was also the jets butt interception where the guy caught the mm-hmm. ball on his on his butt and that was you know redemption for the butt fumble but mm-hmm. to me the single the play that made me laugh harder than any other play this season was when daniel jones yes danny dimes yeah danny dimes of the new york football giants runs so fast and is doing so well and he runs for like 80 yards gets so excited that something is going well for him that he runs faster than his feet can keep up and just trips and tumbles with no one around and I just feel like that to me was that embodied who I am and how I live my life where I'm like, if something's going well, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Here we go. And I get, I get so into it that I inevitably just trip over my own feet. So uh, ever hopeful Danny dies. Ever hopeful Danny dies. That, that is a great, I was hoping you'd say that when you said the category and you're throwing out your uh, other honorable mentions i was hoping that would be the one Danny, i mean it's so good it was so good you could argue he's like it it is embarrassing but you could argue that he's too fast that was the problem oh i think he's unathletic yeah it's that he's too athletic he's almost too athletic (laughs) it's like he 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 was faster than himself like he beat himself in a foot race um, I am not likening my shitty high school football career to an NFL career by any stretch. But, uh, but you might be. But, however, uh, I played quarterback in high school, and I was the definition Sick. of a pocket passer. Yes. <laughs> you want to see my class ring? Yeah. <laughs> you got your jacket. You wear hey, your babe, jacket to hey, the bar. Babe, you, hey, babe, you want to try on my letter jacket? Uh, so... <laughs> I, I, there, what I want to say is that there were a few instances, like I, I was a pocket, but I did not want to run at all. Like I would, I, I never ran. I dropped my, right. the only reason I played quarterback is I just want to bomb the ball as far as I could. And that was it. And there were a few instances where I would have to run be, for whatever reason I get flushed out of the pocket that I have to tuck and run, whatever happens. Uh, 
And I never like fell down like this, but there, I, I remember two different times in my football career. Like I, I go to like run it. And most of the time when you go to run it, like I'm slow as shit. So like someone will come and tackle me and that'll be the end of that. But there were two times where like every, the seas just kind of parted. And I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> You're like, Bro. shit, I have no. to run. God no, damn I have it. to run. Now I have to run. And you just start running and like, I make it like 30 yards and I'm, I'm huffing and puffing. I'm like, please tackle me. You're like, something has to happen here. And then I get, tackle, then I get tackled that. from behind. The but, thought yeah. of a quarterback seeing a wide open lane and being like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand the, the position he was in where he was probably like, surely someone's got it. Are you kidding me? No one's going to tackle me. Wait, he's looking around being like, we yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Except he didn't. He just like really went he's, for it. He's like the guy, you saw the guy that had the uh, barbecue beer and freedom shirt that came at the, uh, during the election and like started yelling. And like his whole plan was obvious that like he wanted to get, he wanted someone to come take him away. You yeah. He, wa- <laughs> yeah. He's like, he wanted gonna- to be restrained and everyone was just like, all right, man, we'll hear yeah, you out. Right, and he ya. sort of yeah. eventually <laughs> ran out of steam. I feel like that was Daniel Jones. It's like he, he was running. He wanted to be restrained. He's like, no one's going to tackle me. Really? All right. I guess I'll have to do it myself. <laughs> He's like, well, time to trip over the old cleats. Um, oh, great pick. Uh, all right. My first, uh, uh, what are we calling these? The, fun, the important fun, awards. The important ones. My first important award that I'm handing out is GM of the year. And it is going to Bill Belichick uh, because can you believe, Charlotte, that 31 teams passed on Cam Newton? Can you believe that? Oh my God. Now. Bill Belichick, just the genius that he is saw that Cam Newton was available and 31 uh, teams. They let Cam Newton fall to the Patriots. And now the page. Oh, they're, oh, they're three and five. They, they week by the jets. Oh, oh, huh. Never mind. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, I hate everything about this so much. Oh my God. Well, yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I can't even I, like, can I, my next award also goes to Bill Belichick and we're going to get to, we're going to get to the Patriots a little more in another mm-hmm. award I have to hand out. So I'm just going to do my next award, um, which is that the best press conference outfit goes to Bill Belichick's messed up sweater with the holes around the neck, which really exemplifies like his look in that, in that sweatshirt was what you're describing at the Patriots season right now. That's it. That's the award. Shout out to Bill Belichick's holy sweatshirt. Uh, Cam Newton has two passing touchdowns and seven God interceptions on the season. And let me do the math right here. How much money did he make? Let me look this up. They're, they're, they're only paying pay him a million bucks, right? Yeah. Well, hold on. This says one point, and he will earn a base salary of one, well, about a million dollars with a roster bonus of 87,000. So it's about 1.7 all told, I think, divided okay. by seven interceptions. He's making $250,000 per interception, Charlotte. According, I did to- this to myself. Okay, you know what? I walked right into that one. I don't think it's entirely Cam's fault. I mean, they don't have – the eight players opted out. No, they- it's not. Like, what, what, could, what could the Patriots have done? Yeah, they were, they were put in a really tough spot. As Bill Belichick said last week after losing to the Bills, when Cam Newton, his, his – his pride, the, the diamond in the rough that he found, uh, fumbled the game away against yep. the Buffalo Bills and, and surely cost the Patriots their division streak that they've had for all these years. He says, I mean, look, we paid Cam Newton a million dollars. It's obvious that we didn't have any money. It's nobody's fault. That's what we did the last five years. We sold out. We won three Super Bowls, played in a fourth, and played in an AFC championship game. So, uh, Did he actually say that? He said that. That was his quote. You're I mean, not they, making that up? 
He's basically like, we suck. Okay. We, I get it. We suck. He, he Wait, are you team dead up. serious? You're, I swear to God, that's that a true up. quote. Look that up. Yeah. He said, he said we had it, no money. We have no money. Yeah. So whoever was the How GM. How did I miss this? How is this not the biggest story that he said yeah. that? Well, whoever. So that's what I'm saying. Like Bill Belichick's doing his best. Whoever was the GM for the Patriots up until the, this year uh, just gave him a bad hand to play. You know, like he just, he just really put him behind the eight ball and Bill Belichick's doing all he can to dig him out of that hole so right thank you great perfect but at least right. at least tom brady played like garbage the other night so at least that's right that made me feel good it made you feel a little better i'm not i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed that all right so you did i i, I missed what, what was your official category with bill belichick's best press conference outfit best press conference outfit all right sweatshirt uh my my next pick is i'm calling this the holy shit moment of the year we'll say <laughs> Uh, it is DK Metcalf chasing down Buda Baker and tackling him. And, uh, I, I, I feel like everybody saw the play. We've, we talked about it endlessly on the internet. Um, but oh my God, like you watch, I I've seen that clip probably a hundred times and it just gets more and more insane the more you watch it. So, uh, uh, Buda Baker, he tweeted after the, the play happened, like to get back to the locker room, whatever. And he, after the game, he said, in all caps, DK hawked my ass. Hashtag respect. <laughs> oh <laughs> I think, my God. He, created I didn't a, see I think that. he created a new verb here that he, that you can hawked. He hawked, he hawked my ass. He hawked my ass. He tracked me the hell down. Oh my yeah. God. That's so good. Yeah. That run was one of those things where it was like turbo mode. It was like you get a mushroom in Mario Kart and you're just like activate. Yeah. I don't know. I'm terrible at Mario Kart. Is that what the mushroom does? That's what the mushroom does. Uh, also, I wanted to bring this up because, uh, the, the 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 Cardinals ended up not scoring on that entire drive, so it was a t- a lot of times you'll see a play like not a, not really like that, but like you'll see like a touchdown saving play or whatever, and then the team punches it in like the next play, right? And you're like, right. Good hustle, but ultimately you know meaningless. But thanks yeah. for showing up. This one, the Cardinals did not score on the drive, so it ultimately was a was a great play, and uh, yeah, I don't know that that was. That was that was unbelievable. I don't know how I've I've run out of words to describe the play, but uh, my my honorable mention though I had was Derrick Henry stiff arming Josh Norman. I don't know if you saw that clip where he just like <laughs> that was so great, right? He Heismaned him. Yeah, that was amazing. So I love that. Uh, all right, moving on. All right. Uh, well, just to really you know rub the pats in the dirt a little bit more, least improved. goes to the Patriots. They almost lost to the Jets. I, the only, the best way that I can describe this season as a Pats fan is that it was pathetic. The, how excited I was not to lose to the Jets. Mm, mm -hmm. That's it. It was, I was so happy. I was legitimately excited. I was like three and five, baby, here we go. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and they only won on a field goal from Nick Folk at the the last second. So we've had, you know, we've had better years. Um, there are all sorts of records about how bad they are. You know how everyone's like, oh, Pat Mahomes got to 100 yards first. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, the Patriots have been, the Patriots have fallen from grace faster than any team I can remember. And, um, you know, we just, God damn it. I'm so, (laughs) (laughs) sucks. It sucks. Oh no, another migraine's kicking in. Oh wow, gotta go, bye. (laughs) Anyway, so they're at least improved. <laughs> I cannot argue with uh, with that pick whatsoever. Not Look, argue. I got to roast myself. I spent the, the first years of my career were just gloating. So I've, mm-hmm. I earned that I deserve this. I will. I, I, 
I don't never mind. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say yeah. something mean. We've, we've piled on enough. Let's move on. Yeah, do uh, your next, do your next, my, next important my, award. My, my next award is the quote of the year. Um, <laughs> and I have two honorable mentions. Number one, Tyreek Hill on the DK Metcalf play. Um, when DK Metcalf, uh, I just talked about, chased down Buda Baker. Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill said this. That was a real nice play, but unfortunately for me, I would never be able to showcase that because Patrick, he never throws interceptions. <laughs> that was a great quote. Yeah, I forgot Fantastic he said quote. that. Uh, also, there's this from Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was benched for Tua. Uh, he said, I basically got fired yesterday, and my day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who replaced me for four hours. <laughs> Which, when you think about it that way, it's like, yeah, that is... That's, that's brutal. Uh, that's brutal. Uh, but my quote of the year goes to Aaron Rodgers, who said, I believe on the Pat McAfee show, he said, I sometimes laugh when people talk about down years for me because a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. God, it's that's so good. It's such a good quote. It's such you know a, what? It, it's good because it's true. It harkens back to when he was drafted. I saw this was being recirculated because the Patrick, the Packers just beat the 49ers, correct? Like this week, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was, and, and Aaron Rodgers is from Northern California area. Like I, I think he grew up a 49ers fan. Yeah. She went to, went How to I Cal. Know that. Yeah. Went to Cal. Uh, the 49ers could have selected him in the draft. They did not. They let him pad. They let like the hometown kid go. And then he was asked about it on draft night. And he said, uh, how, how upset are you that you didn't, that the 49ers didn't draft you or something. And he said, not as upset as they're going to be that they didn't draft me. Not as upset as they were going to be. So I'm, I'm obviously butchering it, but like, but yeah. he was like sticking it to him and yeah. that yeah. came I'm true. Not, I'm not he's mad. Really good. Be mad. Yeah. And then he, and then he beats the 49ers ass. So uh, anyway, Aaron Rodgers full of great quotes and uh, that, I love that is it. my quote of the year. So that's such a good category. You, those three are good. I'm into, the, I'm into that. Is, is Aaron Rodgers like, do you like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but I kind of like it that yeah, about him. That like he, that quote, I think, is the best description of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, where it's like he's a you know he, he's he is what he is, and I respect that. I you know any man who wears a bolo tie in a in a on the field press conference after a game with a mustache, I'm like I respect it. It's very the the Aaron Rodgers the sliding scale of likable and unlikable. It's like like a, he he walks that line it's every never, week you know, to week week to week. He just zigzag back and forth over the line he does but now that you say it, it's never occurred to me not to like aaron Rodgers. Yeah. i think that's the best way to put it. i'm like yeah sure of course i like aaron Rodgers. i think the uh the family situation but like does anybody really know the real story the no. the yeah and who cares so and, and yeah it's like whatever man you oh, know we're we gonna we're gonna kill people that don't get along with their family i mean get in line if that's yeah, the case. It, has <laughs> anyone been people. to thanksgiving in the past few yeah, years like jesus come on um okay my <laughs> next important award is best face covering um mm. because given that this is covid everybody has to cover their nose and mouth first of all i want to say how is it so hard for NFL coaches and players on the sidelines not to know, like put your nose and your mouth in the mask. Sam mm-hmm. Darnold last week, I mean, on Monday, was standing there on the sidelines with the mask like under his nose and it was driving me crazy. I was like, buddy, you might as well not wear it. Like it, it looks stupid. Like it's it looks not, so like, dumb. Obviously the science says put it over your nose and mouth, but beyond the science, it just looks, <laughs> it looks so stupid to just have your nose popping over the top. Right. I don't it's understand. like if you want to even dress up as like a cool bandit and, you know, have a bandana on, yeah. you don't put it under your nose. Like, yeah. what are you, yeah. are you trying to catch your boogers? Like, come on. Um, so best face covering, now that I've said that, 
Honorable mention goes to the Chargers coach who wore the athletic shorts over his face on the sideline <laughs> because he didn't have a mask. That made me laugh really hard. But the best one was the first game of the NFL season, Andy Reid's foggy mm-hmm. face shield, mm-hmm. where over the course of the game, it just gets foggier and foggier and foggier. And by by the end, he's just like in a sauna, can't see anything, still wins a game. It was a beautiful moment from a beautiful man. <laughs> Uh, that, that is so good. Cause next on my list was visual of the year and I oh, picked nice. Andy, Andy Reid's foggy face. Mask. <laughs> he also, amazing. uh, he had the one face mask. I, I don't know if he stuck with it. I, I, I haven't paid that much attention to the, the weeks are running together, but he had like one week where he had the tiny face mask, which was arguably just as funny where like he, he had it just like covered it was like the smallest circle possible around his nose like and mouth. Like a snapple cap and then, around. And then, yeah, and then it just kind of hung down like a like a I don't know, a, a, a squid. I'm trying to think of what the boy. Boy, my animal we wanna, knowledge. We want cheese. Oh, a snuffleupagus. That's what there I was trying go. to say. Yeah, there he just kind of had like a uh, a very real down. animal. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, that was my pick for visual of the year. It was just Andy Reid's mask in general, but the foggy one was the funniest one. The, the foggy, foggy one. I just, especially cause it was week one and we were like, uh, trying to, this is our first look at NFL football and this new era that we're living in. And, uh, the coaches all have to wear masks and how are they going to deal with that? That seems, you know, that something that they're going to push back against. And a lot of them have, a lot of them have been fine for it and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like one of the very first looks we got was Andy Reid, <laughs> like an astronaut <laughs> like, helmet yeah. on. <laughs> Just like fogging it up. He's like this. He's he's in the Titanic, and you just see his hand. Just the the, the Titanic is <laughs> all he's, he's steaming up. Just inside his own mask. You're like, what's going on? Uh, um. My 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 honorable mentions for visual of the year, by the way, was uh, Tom Brady forgetting what down it was. That mm. just the, the shot, just that visual of him holding up the four, huh? And then I also said uh, another honorable mention is every time they cut to Jerry Jones in the box. Uh, but that's not even really this year. That's like the last 20 years, basically, of Cowboys football. Yeah. Like, it's still – it never gets old. It never gets old that the Cowboys are choking a game away. And they're like, uh, let's go to Jerry Jones up there in the suite. <laughs> and how he's dealing with it, he's just got his arms crossed. I'm like, we're fine. We're going to be fine. We're right. still – we're 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 one and nine or whatever it is we are, but we're only a game and a half back of the. But he's thinking series. like I could be on my yacht right now watching this on TV, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and here I am. Yeah, yeah. totally. He's no, like, those God, are so good. He's cry- he's, he's like, God damn it! The, the the Los Angeles teams build a better stadium than me. I gotta. Sh- should I tear down the stadium and build a right. new one? He's like a bigger jumbo truck. Yeah. That's what we need. That'll yes. get us back. Uh, oh my god! Um, all right, that's a good one. All right, how many more do you have? I have one more. Okay, great. Same. Um, Best celebration Mm -hmm. is um, it was going to be I really liked when Pat Mahomes put Tyreek Hill on his back and and sort of piggybacked him across the field. That was adorable. But it AJ Brown took took that away from him last week when he um, caught a beautiful touchdown, like a 40 yard touchdown from Ryan Tannehill. And he leapt and, and hugged the field goal base, which I, I said this in my recap this week. I was like, I don't know what to call that. Like, what do you call the, the like, can we call it the trunk? We need a better mm-hmm. name than field goal base. And some people wrote in with suggestions. Um, my favorite was um, the dork post um, or pillar of uprightness. Um, I just think we should call it the trunk, but you know, that's, <laughs> Did he slide down it? I didn't. Uh, I didn't see this clip. 
I don't, I don't, that, that I think you just favorite, sort of hopped off. That, that happens every so often. The guys will hug it and then they'll just kind of slide down it like a fire pole <laughs> or something and let their butt hit the it ground. Was, it was just kind of cute. Yeah, it is cute. That's yeah. uh, how, how do you feel about the, uh, the camera that they have with like the, the, I hate uh, it. I was going to say I do the too. worst celebration. Well, the worst celebration yeah. was when the chargers, um, Justin Herbert had a touchdown that was overthrown. I mean, overruled <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and the, but the team didn't realize it was, didn't see the flag. So they were just celebrating in front of the uh-huh. camera for, I don't like the yeah. camera in general. It feels too like contrived. That. It's too, uh, it's too much like the cool parents who buy you beer for your high school party. And you're <laughs> yes. like, what mom, dad, like what? Oh my God. That's the most accurate like, thing I've ever heard. It, it reminds me of two of like a uh, court storming in college basketball that uh, where it, it's, it's fun and you want to do it and all that. But like the moment that like the administration turns and is like, yeah, guys, come on, we're going to go this way. We're going to storm the court. You're like, I mean, it was supposed to just be like a fun thing that like we won and then we got excited and we were all drunk. So we ran onto the court. But like now that like, the adults are it's, ushering us down. Like this is, it's too corporatized. That's how I feel about the, I don't like that the NFL allows touchdown celebrations. I think they should find every single guy. <laughs> I think it should be like strict. I think Roger Goodell should just be steaming mad every time a guy celebrates. And then I think every single player should still celebrate anyway. That, and that, and we started GoFundMe to pay for the fine so that they yeah, don't actually yes. have to. Yeah, because yeah, the fans pay for the, the celebration. Man. Yeah. I love I, it. I yeah, because it's, things are only fun when they're not allowed. Yeah. And, As and I always say. That, <laughs> it's the only time it's ever fun. I uh, was a delight in high school. <laughs> my final pick. Uh, I, I am choosing. Uh, okay. So my final pick, I am going to give away the medical professional of the year award. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and this award goes to literally every single person on earth, except for the Chargers doctor who punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Yep. He's in last place. The rest of us tie for first. Uh, <laughs> So Justin Herbert is unbelievable. Might win rookie of the year over Joe Burrow. He's been, I, I, I am in love with him. I talked earlier about how I watch all these Los Angeles games. I watch a lot of the Chargers. Yeah, Herbert's, you're a Herbert guy. He's playing out of his mind. They, they are the unluckiest franchise. Not really. There's a lot of unlucky NFL franchises, but the Chargers are one of them. Uh, they yeah. just lost to the Raiders, as you, as you brought up. Uh, last second play, they thought they won. They did not win. Um, I am in love with Justin Herbert, but every time I watch Justin Herbert, I cannot think about how he got the starting spot, which is that Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> the doctor, punctured him in the lung, giving him a shot, and then like that, that he lost his spot, and he's never going to get it back because Justin it's, Herbert's going to be the Chargers quarterback for the next 15 years. That doctor, I know we've talked about that on the pod before because it's just the most unbelievable. Like You had one job, which was to not puncture someone's lung, yeah. and you did it. I mean, talk about – like that's not even – that's not even an instance where people get mad at you the one time you do mess up. That's like, you can't mess up. You yeah. can't mess up like that. I know. Wow. Well, so did you just say the rest of us are tied? Yeah, the rest of us. We're all tied. All the so listeners, you and I. Yeah, I'm giving the word to all of us because I love that. I did I love not. That did you us. puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung? No. I haven't punctured anyone's lung ever. Neither have I. So uh, I, I think we're all tied for first. It's a <laughs> 7 billion way tie. And then in. Is that how many people in the world? Or do we have to eat now? I think I looked this up. I think it's... Well, uh, let's guess, guess, guess. I think Pulse it's 7.6 billion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... I look, we looked this up the other day. Oh, oh well, that's not... I think... Point. World population. I'm just typing world population. Google, enter. 7.594 billion. But that was 2018. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but I did remember it. Yeah. 
you did remember. I that's did not, remember it. That's not as fun. <laughs> sorry. Sorry that I Googled right, something the, what's obscure. The, what's the life expectancy? The world average life expectancy. Oh, uh, 65? 72.3. That seems pretty good, Damn, right? we're doing all right. That seems pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun, fun times with <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, next week on the People Sports Podcast, <laughs> guess how many people are in each county of Georgia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which now, after the election, I could probably do. I like, yeah. uh, is there anything else? Any other words? Anything else we got to say? That's all I got. I mean, I would be interested I, I, to see if people agree or disagree with us because yeah. I think we're right. And I want to know who thinks we're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else we, uh, we, we missed, what we should have brought up. I wanted to bring up, uh, who's the guy on the Panthers? Damn it, if I wouldn't have, if we weren't doing a show right now, if I didn't have a camera in my face, I'd probably remember his name, but I'm, I'm choking <laughs> under pressure. Uh, what are you talking about? The dude on the Panthers who saw the mascot dancing and asked his teammates, you saw that clip and he's like, he's like no. what is that? It's, oh my God, I got to look this up too. Uh, it was, it was, uh, Surper is the name of the mascot. Surfer? It, 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 the name is Surper. It's Robbie Anderson. That's right. Okay. Robbie Anderson. He's on the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's it, he's sitting on the bench uh, next to his teammates. The, and and something's going on on the jumbotron with Surper. That's the name of the Panthers mascot. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And he was like, "Who who's that?" And then the teammates were like, "Huh?" And he's like, "What's going on up there?" And he's like, "They're like." That's that's the that's a mascot. He's like, what's the bear doing up on this? They're like, that's a panther, bro. That's a mascot. How would you not know just by process of elimination what that is? It's like, what's that thing? Oh, probably the mascot of the team that I play for. And then that I, I also, surper reminds I, I, me I, real quick. My yeah, parents, when I was the cat we had when I was little, was named Aaron Purr. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> you were saying god damn it uh robbie anderson also i saw uh tate sent this to me because he's a big panthers guy he said robbie anderson apparently had a quote where he said uh there are three guarantees in life death taxes and number 11 is going to be open which is what what number he wears so uh <laughs> robbie anderson I, he just he just deserved an honorable mention because he's got some good quotables so far. that's a good quote yeah good yeah, quote so. guy um I don't know. NFL season. It's been fun. <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed it. I think, uh, you know, this sports in 2020 are so weird. That, Who's winning the Super Bowl? Uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Right. That's going to be the Chiefs. I think they're going to repeat. I think they're yeah. going to win the next 20 Super Bowls. I just want to know. I want to know how soon until people start hating the Chiefs and Chiefs fans. Because, mm-hmm. you know, asking for a Patriots fan. That's a great question. Uh, right. Yeah, I Mahomes has got to do. Mahomes has got to be overexposed with the commercials. I think that's step one, and we're gonna get there soon because he's starting to do the. Oh, I forgot. Stuff. I had one more, which is best actor Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's definitely the best because he's in yeah. all the commercials, and honestly, he's good in them. Like, I can't even he he shouldn't be in that many probably for how he's playing, but he's he's a good actor. Like, he sells it. Can I, since we're talking about commercials and I just brought up State Farm with Patrick Mahomes, can I, can I, I have a pet peeve on one of the State Farm ones, the one where uh, Rogers is throwing the ball to the dog. Yes. And then he launches it. Uh, so th- the last throw we see is he bombs it because get it? He's a quarterback. He has a strong arm and he threw it way too far. That's the bit. Yeah. But then it, in the distance, you hear it hit a car and a car alarm goes off and to me, you have to pick a lane. You're putting a hat on a hat with the joke there. It, the joke has to be either that he launches the ball and now the dog has to run seven miles to go get it, 
Or the joke is that you threw it really hard, but you kept it close and you hit this car that's sitting right here. They did both and it doesn't work. It, it, my, my suspension of belief, it, it, it messed it all up. Like this is not- I'm there a, with you. I think that's a great yeah. comedic point. You should write to State Farm. Uh, <laughs> Mark from State Farm. Can we, uh, can we wrap this up with a little Wikipedia uh, research that I did? Because yeah, I was really I have a concerned. feeling I know what it is. Yeah, I was really concerned when you said he had a migraine. Um, I was- I was like, what is Charlotte going through? I wanted to be, I wanted to be put in your shoes. I did not That's realize. That's so nice of you, Mark. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I've never experienced a migraine. I have no idea what a migraine is like. Uh, yeah. And then it dawned on me. Here's a little, is this sexist? Uh, it no. dawned on me. <laughs> the answer is always yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. What is it? But the answer is no this time, Charlotte, because I had the thought, I thought to myself, all the people that I know in my entire life that have suffered migraines have all been women. Really? Every single one of them. I've never, I've never had a guy friend or a family member ever like have problems with migraines. They've always been women. And I was like, uh-huh. I was like, is this seriously like a thing with the women? <laughs> That's all you have to say. Biology? That's all you got to <laughs> say. I, I, so I, I, did you, did you find out? Come to find out Charlotte that in the United States, 18% of women and only 6% of men experience a migraine attack in any given no year. No way. So, as so it turns it's not out, sexist. Data is on my side. Congrats, uh, man. Also, you you could not do your job last week. Uh, and, and you want to talk about your worst moment and money costing and all that kind of stuff. I pulled this stat. In the United States, direct costs have estimated at $17 billion, while indirect costs, uh, such as missed ability to decrease ability to work, is estimated at $15 billion. Migraines, migraines? Co- migraines cost the economy like $17 billion. Yeah. Oh my so God. I don't know how much you cost. I don't know how much you impacted the economy by not doing a job last week. But, I want uh, to apologize to America. Some small fraction of $17 billion was lost. That was me. Week. It was probably like 25 bucks, <laughs> <laughs> but that still counts. That still counts. I still, uh, I still let the team down. <laughs> and, but here's what I really wanted to end with because I got into a really deep rabbit hole on this and uh, I just Shocking. wanted to kind of to, to go over this with you. So I was looking up the history of migraine cures how did you cure yours what did you just like so what i do the minute i start getting one like the minute i start not being able to see i take like six advil and i drink a lot of coffee because caffeine um constricts the blood vessels in so it somehow Ah. stops i i don't i don't really know but that way i can kind of stop the i would be in bed for like two days with a pounding headache if i don't do those things to make it stop. Interesting. Yeah. So that's my, that's what I do. Why would you find out? Well, I was looking up history of migraine cures. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for a long time, the, the cure, the prevailing medicine, you want to talk about medical professionals of the year. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> Tyron Taylor's doctor would have fit in well back in the day. Uh, trepanation was the practice. Uh, the deliberate drilling of holes into a skull was practiced as early as 7,000 BC. You're kidding while so, me. While sometimes, <laughs> this is the best part. This is, I, this is, this is copy and paste it from Wikipedia, by the way. While sometimes people survived, comma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Many would have died from the procedure due to infection. It was believed to work via, quote, letting evil spirits escape. William Harvey recommended trepanation as a treatment for migraines in the 17th century. This was going on. Oh, man. Uh, it is the oldest surgical procedure of which there is archaeological evidence is trepanation. They, they, have, found arch, they have found skulls dating back to 7,000 BC. 7,000, Charlotte. Imagine, imagine, holes in your head. 
imagine if I'm like, sorry, guys, can't do the podcast. Got to get a hole drilled in my head. Going to relieve the pressure. Yeah. Like, that's insane. That is yeah. insane. But People it, are so it's, dumb. It's insane today with the medicine we have now. Imagine the medicine they had 9,000 years ago, if I did my math correctly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, Mark. I feel like I, you know, if someone, if I was like, hey, I have a headache and someone was like, well, we got to drill a hole. I'd be no, like, what if no, we no, just no. wait and see what happens? What and if we they, see if it goes yeah. away? You know, they like, drill the hole and then you die and they're like, ah, all right. So, uh, anybody else got a headache? To another guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like what's going on? Oh man. Well, thanks for that. Headache. Yeah. Uh, uh, coincidentally, the, the life expectancy was like seven. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it was seven they were years. like, it's hard to, yeah, I need that. Like I need a hole in the head. The so life expectancy in 7,000 BC, it was just written down as March. <laughs> <laughs> You're expected to live till March. And then that's it. Uh, so that was, that was step one. By the way, the other note I had, the Incas, uh, mm-hmm. we, we've had problems on this program trying to make sense of the, uh, the Incas and the Mayans and how long the Aztec, they were around. Yeah, yeah. And as, right? We, we struggled with that. So yeah. I, I don't really know when the Incas were around. I don't remember. Uh, but the Incas, <laughs> I found, they did the same procedure, trepanation. This was a big thing to the Incas. Uh, and they had a success rate of 80 to 90%. What? So shout out to them. They figured something out. They figured out how to drill into your head and like, I don't know. That's what I found. I found that Damn. the survival rate of 80 to 90% the Incas back in the day. So there's that. Shout out, shout out to trepidation. Tre- trepidation. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and then the other thing I was going to point out was that, uh, so, so they get away from that around... 1868, I think mm-hmm. is what it said. Ergot is this is this thing that like apparently a lot of modern medicine. It's it's a uh, 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 let me see here. While some treatments for migraine have been attempted, it was not until 1868 that the use of a substance which eventually turned out to be effective began. This substance was the fungus ergot from which ergetamine was isolated in 1918. Um, so anyway, this fungus it it grows on rye. It grows on like wheat stuff, and people would eat it. And the side effect is it was like, turn your whole body purple and it would like make it feel like you're on fire. But the good news is you got rid of your headache. So that was another. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, I'm imagining one of those ads for like sufferers from migraine can find great relief with ergot. Users might turn purple and also will feel (laughs) burning sensation through their body. (laughs) There there are theories that like uh, this, the the ergot is what led to the Salem witch trials is that like these girls were just tripping balls, like eating this fungus (laughs) off the wheat. I don't think, I don't think that's actually what happened, but that's what some people think. Uh, And then there was this mass poisoning. I told you I went down a rabbit hole. I am horrified. In 1951 in France, uh, more than 250 people were involved, including 50 people were uh, uh, sent to asylum, seven deaths uh, oh because God. a foodborne illness was suspected. And among these, it was originally believed to be the case of quote, cursed bread. So like this ergot gets into a town of bread supply of this town and they all eat it. And yeah, some like of don't them, eat some of them mold. Die. But the point is like a small dose of that was what people would take for migraines. So all like, right. Well, next time I feel one coming on, I'll just like yeah. grab some moldy bread and see if I turn purple. So I just wanted to point out that, uh, yeah, these, this is the history of migraines is, is pretty, you know, ancient medicine itself is pretty gnarly. Like, well, I was going to say like, anytime anyone's like, what, what, uh, what time period would you have liked to be alive in? I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm a woman and second of all medicine. So like, I'll take the future at this point, you know? Uh, I'm like, definitely not. I'm good. I'm going to stay where I am. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Oh my God. So, uh, Anyway, that's all it. Right. That's well, all I had. That's it. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I w- oh, email us. 
That's how mm-hmm. we always end the show. The people sports podcast at gmail.com. I'm so sorry. There wasn't a show next week. I won't do that to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte college basketball starts in two weeks. Are you geared up for the people sports podcast, college basketball show? Oh my God. I can't wait. Do? We should do a show where you teach me about college basketball. Oh, that'll work. That'll, that'll be great. I just like mansplain. Yeah. That'll, that'll, it's just great. a whole episode. Of- <laughs> yeah. And we just have a, a lot of is this sexist segments sprinkled throughout. Jesus Christ, like, we gotta yeah. go. This and is my, it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for Great listening. Idea, Charlotte. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. guys. Mark, take us home. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh-huh.